0: hi i was expecting energy back sorry like, sorry let's go, we'll go, again. We'll go, uh, go. No, we're gonna go no we're not gonna, we're we're gonna go again, we're, again. we're not gonna go no, again okay. no that was okay. it that's the intro like you i was oh, like oh God, here's the thing yeah, yeah.
1: come on <laughs> I, I podcast shall we Jeez. jesus okay. christ mike
0: i've been re-watching mm. original yes. series star trek and by re-watching a lot of it watching for the first time because there's huge chunks of it i've not seen yeah. And I, before this episode of Star Trek, I've accidentally watched literally the tie-in episode to the episode of Star Trek that we're going to be talking about in this episode, which is Series really? 2, Episode 5. I really? watched the episode that was about Christine Chapel. That's Chapel going oh. to see her husband, uh, Roger Corby, who That's, is referenced sounds like a man in,
1: from the 60s. Yeah,
0: he was referenced in this episode of A uh, uh, Strange oh, New Worlds. That went over my head. Yeah, he's a, he's a, the big leader of some science thing that she wants to get into, so she's quoting him at the start. Um, but it turns out when she finds him in the original series, he's made like a sex robot girl.
1: Mm-hmm. And... Um... That's most scientists in Star Trek in fairness, including Geordi LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> um Geordi LaForge was a crazy thing. Who, Star- who in Star Trek hasn't made a sex robot slash hologram girl at some I think every mate Riker's made a sex ho- let's let's do this. Who's L- who's not made <laughs> a sex robot in Star Trek? Um uh... Nope. He's got he's got the um he's got the sexy Well he got he has Klingons that he kills. He has holodeck Klingon murder Klingons Yeah, but I've played, you know, you know know played who play VR did? O'Brien. O'Brien. O'Brien just put fucking cake perfect fucking perfect character. Never <laughs> Never did. did yeah. Did you but see per- that did you see that thing where someone wrote into an advice column role playing? I, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, this was someone who was. Well, who, whose perspective was it from? It was Kira's, right? But yeah, it was like, I think so. I'm I'm acting as a surrogate parent towards a, a friend for a friend, and blah blah blah. It was basically the plot to series four of DS Nine. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, good, good times. It, it was a good time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I know. No, rewatching a original series because I've never really watched it, and and, and me and Rebecca sat down to watch it, and there are some hmm. episodes that are. Um, just hardly watchable, uh, mm. but the one that the the Christine Chapel episode Ones was are good though. Good. good, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good science fiction. Good times. Nice one. How much do you think an episode of Star Trek: The Original Series cost to make? A tenner. Uh,
1: it's a, a bit n- more n- than I mean, ten. How much? How much? How much did a girdle cost in nineteen sixty? <laughs> <laughs> in nineteen sixty, uh, cost.
0: Hang on to make. Episode. Let's have a look. Of oh, well,
1: well. So the production was interesting because it was oh! Oh! gone. No way. Fuck off. What was it? 1.4 million per episode. That so, in in modern money. So it was a. There was a, It was an oddity, wasn't it? Because it was independently produced. Do you know the story of its production? It was made basically. No. It was um, the. So what's her name? The the star of I Love Lucy. Uh, started Lucy, Susie <laughs> <laughs> something started a production company um, herself because she made so much money off of her sitcom, mm-hmm. and it was made by that production company. And the, the, it's on it's on every Star Trek episode. But not Lucy Lou Productions, but like Lucy. It's Desi like, right? Lou, Desi Lou, because Desi is the name of her husband, I believe. Ah, okay. So it was yeah, Desi Lou. That's right. I mean, so, they basically, okay. so they basically kind of changed the history of television a little bit by basically producing a show independently, because back then shows were made by the networks they were on. They made it independently and then sold it to the networks, which had two cool outcomes, which was one, it basically didn't invent syndicated television, but it definitely was a very early pioneer of that. And then two, it made the rights around Star Trek really fucking confusing for <laughs> eternity because you've got like the movie rights sat with one studio the tv yeah. rights with another and blah 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 blah, blah. But yeah there yeah. you go there's my little factoid about star trek's production history so it doesn't surprise factoid. me that they spent money because it was like their prestige show it was like the yeah. big the big I'm, diamond in the yeah.
0: i'm confused because i just watched an episode a few days ago where there's a dog and they put a little outfit on the dog Yeah, and I confuse which bit of that cost the 1.4 million
1: because it's just a dog. (laughs) It's just a a dog. I think it's Gene Roddenberry's office probably cost most of the money. Yeah, Um, you know he gave himself a good office. Yeah.
0: But that's not the spirit of Star Trek.
1: The spirit of Star Trek was invented in the convention circuit between the release of the original series and the (laughs) TNG, in fairness. Yes, and you can tell (laughs) that because the card doesn't slap
0: (laughs) as many women. Or men, or. I well, just no, watched, that was, just it was watched an episode was where Kirk flirts fans. with a. On, there's, sorry. there's an episode where Kirk uh, is flirting with this, like, literally described as a prepubescent child. Oh, dear. And I'm oh, like, oh, oh, wow. I'm gonna. Mm hmm. It's especially difficult because I just found out about what Tom Binz has been doing, who's one of my favorite comedians ever, who's just been done for fucking owning a shit ton of child oh, abuse no. images it's all good oh. it's all good fucking love tom Bins, ivan brackenbury and india montford and all these great characters but it's fine it's fine my heart is broken and obliterated and destroyed but mm-hmm. you know we still there's still star trek There's still a beautiful lovely cast of beautiful
1: perfect star trek French in world uh, uh, well except for wasn't it was it chakotay got himself in trouble in the last couple of weeks i think oh he's not blocked, to that, not he's that blocked Matt
0: that's all i know matt had an argument with him on twitter or x or v or, what or y is... or whatever it's
1: called sorry this so is a theme like... that's emerging on the show is that matt is blocked by several key star trek actors yeah but only was... the wankers he was
0: retweeted by fucking seven of nine last week <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, did, I did see that and yeah. I, was like, I like I've, I've had friends achieve amazing milestones in their lives but i've never been as proud of anyone as I was of Matt if I said it like, because I knew how happy he'd be about
0: that. <laughs> oh, he hasn't shut up about it. Hasn't shut oh, up about it. The podcast yeah. he might just edit
1: down to this bit, and then the yes, yeah. everything else can, can say just like, garbage. put a round of applause in here. I know Matt doesn't actually listen to the podcast, and does. he doesn't care. No one does, um, <laughs> but that's fair no, This is for us, Dan. This is for yeah. us. This is some men will invent a podcast so as to avoid having to ask to hang out. It's it's fine. We're we, how, we are what we are.
0: This is how we ask to hang out. But it's, it's hanging out it's, with a framework that my brain can cope with, which love. is, yeah. we're going to talk about Star Trek, which is, if someone's like, hey, can I come around and do something that isn't talking about Star Trek?
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'd be like, no. You'd have none of it. Yeah. No. 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 F- what's the point, mate? What's the point? <laughs> what, what's the point of conversation about Star point? Trek?
1: I do, see, I do have some very good friendships, which are entirely moderated in this way of like, we have a thing we do together. Yeah. And I don't know. I, like I don't it. know. I, It kind of it it definitely works for the nerdier brain. I think. Yeah,
0: Yeah. uh, it's my vibe as well. Anybody I'm friends with, I'm just like, okay, let's meet up and do this specific thing. This is our
1: activity. This is the box I put you in. Yeah, no, 100. No, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's
0: it's worked. It's it's the way I like how it
1: works. Yeah, (laughs) we won't talk about feelings.
0: We'll talk about Star Trek.
1: <laughs> and our feelings so, between and our feelings about Star Trek. Which which episode of Star Trek are we talking about today? By the way, what's five? Is that? Tell me what. Tell me what charades. Is. Is oh, what's it's the, it's the, it's it's fun with Spock for an hour. Yeah, it's fun it's with great. Spock
0: for an hour while you watch uh, Christine Chapel's heartbreak. Yeah, but uh, well, played incredibly well. I I think I'm attracted great. to every single member of the cast. Like this is <laughs> this is a bizarrely sexy Star Trek. Can we just point that out? Because like Enterprise on, tried to force it, right? Enterprise was like, "Oh, look, they they've got a fucking oh, the, here's the, our soap the, room." <laughs> yeah, here's the room where we sun each other up, right? It, and you just like that. Yeah. All right, whatever. But stra- just like every member of the cast, you just even like the random people walking past, they're like this are so fucking attractive. What the fuck?
1: Where's all where's all the ugly people? I fuck They're, them all, Mike! I fuck them all. <laughs> I never <laughs> get anything done on that shit. I it is funny when you see. I was watching earlier. While I was doing some work. I had um uncut gems on, mm-hmm. which is you please never watch that film. It is just an anxiety nightmare. You would hate it. Okay. But I was I was watching it with a director's commentary because I, I do like it. Nerd. What re- Nerd. <laughs> what was interesting was it was pointing out how a large chunk of the, it's one of those movies where a lot of the cast are just like blokes off the street. Yeah. And once it's pointed out, it's so like you're like, oh, that's why there's all the ugly people. Because like you and me, Dad, <laughs> we don't exist in the world of movies Oh yeah, no, movie. we don't. So when you see people like us on the screen, you're like, ugh. Yeah. What a what a horrible freak of a person. This is why we do audio um,
0: podcasts. That's the yeah. we, like, we do two to... things, Yeah. We do two things really well. We do audio podcasts, so people yeah. out in the real world can you know, do none mm-hmm. of that. Like that. And then we have randomly lucked into batting way above our average with our partners, and that's great. And we'll just, so. we'll just, you know, just we'll leave just, it there. Just leave it there. Like done. Don't, you know?
1: don't rock the boat. Like don't let's the boat. hope they happy. don't realize. And just kind of <laughs> yeah, ride just, it out. Yeah, don't,
0: I really hope they don't realize. Just I, this how is, this fucking idiots we are,
1: Mike. This is the problem I have when I go to LA because I spend obviously doing the stuff I'm doing oh. at the moment. I'm, I'm in LA quite a bit. Yeah, and it is the most because it is just a place where everyone's beautiful. And I (laughs) I remember we went into a Starbucks, and I was just I was just waiting for coffee, and everyone in there was uh, like an influencer. Everyone was like doing selfies and doing because we were in that bit of LA, I guess. But like, I just stood there like, I am. People are gonna. There are a lot of people in this room who are gonna Photoshop me out of the background (laughs) of their photos. You are... that realisation just kind of hurt a bit. You're <laughs> just adding content-aware feel to people's photos. 100%. Someone is tapping <laughs> on an image of me and going, remove from frame. I, <laughs> I I am the reason that AI image manipulation exists in that moment. They are just going to get rid of me. Mm-hmm. Put a lamppost in front of me, you know, it's going to be fine. Yeah. That's the course, yeah. fun moment. Fun moment of realization of uh, I just yeah, LA is not a good place to go for self esteem. It really isn't. I I got great self esteem. I know I'm ugly, right? But I can you
0: know yeah. I can make I can promote a good video game. Oh fuck! Actually, I'll tell you this story because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't probably played the game yet. I, I had a most beautiful set of messages on Twitter or Blue Sky. I don't know. Matt sends me them um, yeah. fr- from a developer who made Race the Sun, which is a game where you oh, play the. Well. Yeah of, yeah, of course you fucking know. Of course you fucking know. But <laughs> the, besties, the besties were literally just like, "Hey, his his uh, basically Steam Greenlight was a piece of shit, and it kind of killed our enthusiasm." Yeah. And then this one guy played the game, and now we've made a new game, and here's the new game, and it re- kind of wouldn't exist without this person. And then there's just a oh, big well,
1: cartoon picture of me. <laughs> and i am just You there, are. like you you don't sunlight, realize the impact things. you've had. You've had that impact. I've heard that back many times about you like genuinely you have a reputation for doing that kind of stuff that's the that's what i wanted to do like that is why i do what i do and it's always nice to go yeah there's two things i I hear about you one is oh yeah no he he covered our stuff really early and kind of set us up and the other is my kid really likes him those are the two (laughs) the only two things i hear about you but that's but that's that's cool what was it no i saw i saw this I was listening to, um, there was a podcast that have, was doing like a retrospective or something on Thomas Sloan, I listened to like five minutes of it, and the five minutes I listened to specifically said, I've only really heard of Mike Biffle because of NerdCubed, and I was like, <laughs> I don't need to listen to any more of this, that is, <laughs> that, is, that is that is me putting my place, that is ensuring three more series of this podcast uh, to pay you back. But that, that's good, that's, that, what a wonderful legacy to have though, you should be really yeah. proud of that. I know, violent.
0: I, I, I really, yeah, I like, I just fucking love video games, so man. it I've been yeah. playing. This week has been Boulder's Gate, which is just, oh, you know, when you play something and you just like, there's a pack with a devil happening here to get this. This is what this
1: everyone way. said, no, I, I've not. Yeah, because I'm too what's busy. What's this like controversy? i, I missed don't, the details. Don't, don't pull me before we start recording. Before we start recording, Dan said, <laughs> Dan told me that he'd listen to my other more popular podcast. Yeah, And that we talked about this. And that he wanted to drag it up on this episode. <laughs> and now what he's done there is he's brilliantly cornered me while I was complimenting him, no, yeah. doubt, no doubt. That's what I like to do. Oh, the old trick. You, you've been <laughs> influenced. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are a consummate influencer. Um, I do mean that in a derogatory way. Thank um, you. Thank you. There, was, there was some some bollocks where, yeah. People thought people, people, I think the the core of it to be generous is when you work in an industry, there is a degree of kind of inside speak where you kind of talk very candidly about what games are and how that's going to go down and, and how you do similar or not, or what the possibilities are, blah, 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 blah. And unfortunately, occasionally one of us forgets to use our inside voice. Um or that gets blown up by being shared by people who want to get trouble rolling. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's a, it becomes a thing. Basically, yeah. Not really a non-story and not even Oh, they've always been non-stories. It. Yeah. Always
0: been non-stories. I've yeah. never I can't remember the last time there was actually like a legitimate controversy. It was like, hey, that's controversial.
1: <laughs> I I think that's a fair thing for them to bring up. I think that I think there are. I think there are, but I think I think it's just I, think it's, I just think it's a combination of a lot of things, I th- and it's it sucks because the the honest answer to a lot of this is the average punter doesn't know how games are made, yeah, which is just a fact, yeah. But it sounds very gatekeepery, and it sounds mean. It sounds like I'm being dismissive, but I think sometimes there are definitely people who, in especially in the influencer space, who've kind of profited off that by basically telling the audience. Oh no, all of your assumptions about how simple things are and how things work based on gut feeling, they're all true. Yeah. Um and that's kind of, I think, led to just some nonsense basically. Just the way the way things can be taken out of context or have context applied to them, which is untrue. And and then and then I think, you know, as we said on our on my other more popular podcast, like <laughs> there's also, I think, Zalavir, who's one of my favorite people. Yeah, he could have worded things maybe five percent better, but he shouldn't have to, in my opinion. I think yeah. I, it would be nice if, if it would be nice if people didn't put such negativity onto what was a very innocuous Twitter thread. But anyway, yeah. it's it is what it is. I just think there's uh, there's a lot of people out there doing quite well by getting gamers angry when mm-hmm. there's not really a value to that. I you know? uh, it's my it's my biggest pet peeve. We've been here before, haven't we,
0: Dan? We've, We've been, been here, here before. We've been here before, Mike. We're going to be here loads. I, it, every single time I read an article that's like, "Oh, this game is doing this," and I'm like, "You're a, you're a big boy,
1: IGN. You don't have to say it like that. Like, you can there's actual." Well, I, I I certainly wouldn't attack any uh, specific outlet, Dan. That's I your would right IGN, there.
0: Kotaku, uh, Polygon.
1: <laughs> you're a gamer's new rating
0: system oh, is shit. Let's go. I have a very long
1: (laughs) sip of my beer here and absolutely not partake of the next few minutes. (laughs) Carry on.
0: And here's the following YouTubers are wankers. (laughs) The following are (laughs) paedophiles. Okay,
1: okay, Um, okay. (laughs) Someone at Disney is paid to listen to this podcast and (laughs) judge if it's a problem. It's fucking goofy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Just Scooby. laughs> yeah, that would be who you give that job to in fairness That's yeah who you'd give that job to
0: oh, oh piglet it feels like a piglet kind of job you know just
1: piglet well, i can relate to piglet. There. i feel like piglet me have same the same energy i think i've got yeah. some piglet energy yeah about say, i've got some piglet in me boom headlines mike biddle fucks pigs it's everywhere <laughs> there's definitely Definitely jokes, so I'm not going to go down the road. <laughs> off. Uh, what do you think of this week's episode? Well, like, seven years ago's episode of Star Trek. What i want to do talk about, about it. Baldur's Gate 3. So, Baldur's oh, Gate 3, Baldur's... have you been playing any of it? No, I'm way too busy. I'm mainly enjoying it through osmosis, because my mate, Samantha, everyone loves in it. So I'm enjoying watching that play out. So good. So she plays, she plays, like, a demon woman that everyone finds very sexy. I mean, everyone finds everyone very sexy in their game. It's what I love about our game. It's the world's <laughs> I mean, I mean, fucking part game. The, part of the RPG magic, isn't it?
0: Um, it kind of makes sense. It feels yeah. a lot more natural. Because a lot of these ty- it's like, oh, it's like
1: Cyberpunk's like, you can pick your own genitals. I'm like, wow, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what you're saying is, and I think it's probably fair, Baldur's Gate feels like a game made by people who actually have sex, is what you're saying. That, yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. You've yeah. got all these people who are like going on adventures and shit, and have things in their heads that could explode at any second. like, it's kind of like sitting around a campfire <laughs> and like they go, "Why don't we all just fuck?" And they're like, "Yay!" <laughs> and it's kind of great. It's good. It's really. It's not. It's refreshing from the sexless video games that we've
1: had forever. It's a different. Yeah, it's a difference between like maturity and adult. It's like it. it yeah, there's definitely. I do feel. I feel games in general are just being. They're just being written more maturely now, I think, and yeah, yeah especially and that's starting to really happen in AAA as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean,
0: yeah, I really, I just, it's such a weird. I know it's a kind of an America problem because America's still got that kind of Puritan vibe mm-hmm. that I don't quite understand. But uh, you know, it, it you know they sent all the Puritans over, and then suddenly, oh, I can't have boobies. But it's it's slowly breaking, and it's breaking when. Yeah. um you know, uh, other countries make really cool games, basically. <laughs> but actually, I'll tell you what. Wait. I remember yeah. playing Cyberpunk, and I, I installed a mod pack, because on, on um, Nexus Mods, you could install, like, right. 700 mods in one go, right? You just click a button, yeah. and it's like, this makes Cyberpunk better, and you go click, and it's just a completely different game. Huh. And it just installs okay. and does everything for you. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Do it all. Put it all in. And then I'm just yeah. walking around Cyberpunk, and I'm enjoying it, and then just this character walks past me, and she's got a... Uh, her, her her lady boobs hanging out, right? Her lady boobs, okay. Her lady boobs hanging out, and I just kind of I'm like, oh, uh, and no one's reacting, and I'm like, oh, I just had a little culture shock, right? That felt like a culture shock from being in this specific culture that exists in
1: Cyberpunk. <laughs> it felt right, and I'm like, that's oh, it's a, ver- a very generous read of something that we're I'm very aware that's not why it was it. in there for. Um, it's just yeah. people like to see lady
0: <laughs> boobies, yeah. but I,
1: I kind of I was like, I like that.
0: That mm. was that's that's not, and then and then an American ran in and kicked my computer to death, so I wasn't allowed to talk about it.
1: But I, I think that's the thing: is when you when you treat sex as part of like the human experience rather than just a taboo, you yeah. get better, more relatable, more human stories because it is a part of most adults' experience.
0: No, if you listen to this
1: podcast, uh,
0: no, unfortunately, it. no. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the podcast isn't popular. Is because you frequently insult the audience. You gotta insult the audience. They know where they stand. Statistically, there is at least one person listening to this podcast while having sex as we speak.
0: What? No. I think so. If you're currently think... having sex or listening to this podcast, <laughs> think of Mike Biffle's face when you ejaculate. Thank you. Wait for it, Mike. Wait I mean, for that's... it. And there it is.
1: Beautiful. I hope yeah. you enjoyed that. Is that not what everyone does? <laughs> um, that's that is the elitist <laughs> joke I've ever done in public, and I'm not gonna walk it back. Anyway,
0: hello. <laughs> oh, I, I do oh. like oh, that's gonna be the headlines. It? Mike Biffle thinks everyone thinks of his face. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's timing, ah, woke Tron, ah, <laughs> all the comments. You won't be able to see it out until the next thing happens. I don't understand what
1: woke means. I keep trying to get it. I just don't get it. Woke, uh,
0: it was originally... Uh, 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 oh, a, I know
1: the original meaning of it's someone who's aware of structural injustice, but like what it means no, for people who use it. No, that's not it. the original no? term of it at all. No, it was... Oh, I it, thought it was about people who have become aware of racism.
0: No, it was... <laughs> brilliantly, it was a term devised by uh, minorities, specifically yeah. the black community, to say stay woke... Because shits going on everywhere, and white people saw that and went, oh, I'll oh. use that. So and it's so, not about
1: the act of waking up; it's about being aware of. It's about
0: being aware of the
1: things that can oh. affect you,
0: and then white people stole it
1: and like, look, I'm
0: being helpful. I'm saying woke a lot, and now it's been corrupted oh, no. because we can't oh, we let them suck. have anything
1: before. We we, we, we really do suck. We oh, do. My God, we I are, didn't know. Oh. I, I think yeah. No, I didn't know. I didn't know it began. So it literally changed tense. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I hate us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, oh, I, you know. I definitely don't understand it in the current usage. Like, it just, oh, the current it, usage is just, if I
0: don't like a thing, it's woke. Okay. That's what people use it as. They're like, ah, oh, I don't like this thing. Oh, it's yeah. got, it's. you can select a penis in it. It's woke. Garbage. Ah, oh, not everyone's <laughs> white. It's woke. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just, they're like, oh, you, yeah, go, go, go woke, go broke. As Boulder Gate becomes the eighth <laughs> highest played game ever on Steam, you know, and you're just like, okay. And
1: that's the thing is if, if go woke, go broke was true, it, it progressive stuff in entertainment products would have lasted about three months. Yeah. It I, has to be the opposite is true because companies wouldn't do it otherwise.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's literally. It's weird that people think that they're smarter than massive companies Because massive companies are there to find what makes the money That's why Mm. everything goes through trends and things It's because they're looking for the big um, You know, think of a big evil (laughs) conglomerate like Disney They're there I hate you
1: so much I do not agree with anything (laughs) that I'm about to say
0: No, they're there to follow... Trends and to sort of reflect society and stuff, and society is becoming more aware of these issues and things. So having films and things that go, oh, more of these issues, and things is more popular because it feels well, it goes, more it Goes modern. even
1: deeper, so it goes even deeper to steer you away from where you are right now. Um, <laughs> I remember going to see a um, I, remember I remember, there's a... I'm like tugboat Willie just <laughs> <laughs> so, an iceberg marked racism. So, <laughs> so, um. I remember going to, so DICE, obviously everyone's heard of DICE because of the awards, but they, there's a conference. It's a very kind of, it's called C, C-suite people. So like company owners, basically CEOs, mm-hmm. CIOs, that kind of level up um, kind of conference. And they're really good and useful. Um, and there's one they do in Europe. And I was there for the European one at one point, And there was a talk there by Ascension, And This was, God, this was probably about like, eight years ago now mm-hmm. there was the person who who runs ubisoft's prediction team mm-hmm. and basically this person's job is basically to go what's going to be the trend two years from now four years from now ten years from now because honestly if you're ubisoft and you're making games that take years to make yeah. you want to hit with quote-unquote current events yeah as much as possible And she laid out basically what's happened in the last eight years in terms of, especially in terms of like social media, she was, she was on stage talking about, um, she basically pitched the room, TikTok, but like, it was like, at that point, it was like a a, a weird fringe music app that then turned into TikTok. Mm -hmm. She was amazing. She was just talking this through. And then from that point on, whenever I saw an Ubisoft release, I was bowled over because they would consistently, you know, be on trend, you know, they'd be doing a game that was, not commenting particularly strongly politically, but was aware of like where things were. Yeah. Um, so that's. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of money being spent on what's the thing, what, what, what is the zeitgeist? Because everyone right now, we, 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 live in a society. We live in a society where, <laughs> um, where we're all. <laughs> <laughs> it's very current. <laughs> there's not a lot of everyone is very zeitgeisty. It's, it's being yeah. the thing right now. That's what a company wants to achieve. Yeah. Uh, and they spend a lot of money trying to do it. Which is why I don't do any of that. <laughs>
0: <Just> Which is <laughs> why I stay away from all that. Because yeah. I'm like, nah, it's done. I'm going to go do another thing over here. Yeah. Because you got. I read the room with YouTube. I was like, hey, this looks like it might make some money at some point, might get some good attention.
1: We're both here because we lucked on to slash spotted opportunity before yeah. a lot of people did. Yeah, you yeah, with yeah, YouTube, yeah. me with, with indie games. I was just one of the first. I wasn't the best. I was just there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you were one of the best as well because there was a lot of shit at that time. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, no, mean, I don't. I, but I, no, I don't think Thomas was alone. Was like it wasn't even the best indie two D platformer that came out that month, but it was in the right places. You know,
0: it, well, it had it had the narration, which I've always thought was yes.
1: that's the it, wild card.
0: It, that's what blew it up. Yeah, it just it just brought that. It just elevated so much yeah. and brought so unfortunately became... i
1: can take like 50 percent of the credit for that So that's good <laughs> i can feel i can feel a sense of pride in that um
0: but i think that's what really like elevated it and made yeah. it feel because a lot of a lot of uh, very early indie games they felt very indie like do you remember the first days of minecraft we had to like buy it on a different website oh, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. all of this shit that you had to and like i remember buying indie games like a long yeah. time ago. Well, Amadillo run is like one of my favourite games ever. Yeah, or like um Darwinia and kind of yeah, all of those. fucking Darwinia with your little yeah. green... Fucking love Darwinia. Um, yeah.
1: What are they doing now?
0: Uh, the Oh yeah, it's a spaceship game and I haven't played it yet. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, just all those little like super pre-Steam indies. It was a weird yeah. Wild West. And a lot of them weren't very good. And a lot of them were wonderful. Um, yeah. And it's sort of. But, but what Thomas was loaned and a lot of games around that time, mm. was they kind of went, hey, look, we're doing this thing that not only are the other people not doing, but when they do come close to it, it's not as good. And I think the narration yeah. was at a level of. It just made it feel like its budget
1: was, like, way fucking higher. Well, that was the trick with VO. I, I, the Volume did the same thing. Like, VO back then, not enough people had spotted that VO was relatively cheap like yeah you did it right it's you're paying a lot because you're obviously working especially if you're working with like talented actors or big names or both like yeah it's a lot but it's a lot spent very quickly it's like you, you know you recorded the VO for thomas was alone we did in the morning yeah you know and like and like um volume which came afterwards again like so maybe two three days like but and yes you spend a lot in that time compared compared to what he would normally spend a day on making a game but it's you only have to do once and i think that was i had about three or four years where no one else had worked that out yet yeah just and then bastion did it and everyone was like well we're not gonna be as good as bastion (laughs) (laughs) well that's the other that's the other strength i had back then as well was massive arrogance yeah um it didn't occur to me well that's just because that thing's good i can i can do that it's fine yeah i i don't that's something that definitely trails off as you get experience so that kind of it's what it's one of the things i admire when i meet like young devs now who are like cocky because it's like yeah you've got like five to ten years of still thinking about the universe (laughs) in that way go and do amazing things and then you know you'll become uh, self-aware if you you keep the
0: arrogance if you keep the arrogance people eventually start calling you an auteur you can become a kojima or a sweary
1: could do could do could do <laughs> I think there's I think I think there's more examples of that approach failing than succeeding. Um, yeah, but yeah. Hi, molyneux You. <laughs> so we're nearly an hour into the podcast. Would you like, Would you like to talk about the show or the movie that the podcast is about, or are we Are we good? What's your reaction? Uh, all right. we'll both talk quite about good this week, right? Patrick.
0: I mean, they were both really good. Yeah. And, you know, and a boulder's well, as I predicted last interest. week,
1: I predicted, I predicted time. on the last episode that this was the episode that you were going to have a very good time on. Was I right? I
0: was yes. Right. Yes. Yeah,
1: This is, and the film. Episode and film. This
0: is, yeah, I'll say, yeah, yeah episode, the episode of the podcast. I, see what
1: you're I did. I was talking about our thing. It's fine. Our thing. I don't just don't it. even think yeah.
0: of this as a thing. It's, you know, just chat here for a bit. It's nice. Mm. Um. So, we follow in this episode two characters. Spock, who you may have mm. heard of, and Nurse,
1: Chapelle, Chapelle, who you fancied? I mean, that was how we got off t- track. No, no, no. I a...
0: fancy all of them,
1: from fucking Mbenga <laughs> to the
0: new old lady. The
1: <laughs> I just, I, I. It's taking a lot of self control for me not to take a screen grab of Pike to my barber because his <laughs> hair, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: like, because my we got similar hair type, and my hair is on a good day, verging towards that. Yeah, And I would, I'd love to get that done, but I just, I can't, I'd embarrassed to take it to my barber. <laughs> if you ever do like an E3 presentation, you
0: do Pike hair, right? This is the, if you're doing a big reveal, if you've got like the fucking, whatever fucking IP you're working with, they want you to come out on the stage mm-hmm. and wave yeah. and show off gameplay.
1: In full costume as well, do you think?
0: In full the, gold uniform? Uh, yeah. full, the one he wore in this, with the little belt that goes around the side, that's also the insignia. Which has been I've seen an original series that they don't have the actual belt and it looks really weird. Um, but yeah, that's I want you the full outfit and the pike hair,
1: okay.
0: and the right. dog with a weird little
1: hat on. <laughs> but how much fun was this episode? I love, I love so seeing. Good. I I always loved the Spock loses the episodes of the original show and the movies as well. Yeah. Like when that happens, but this is it's so well played.
0: It is it's,
1: when you think about what he's doing when he's the, the stuff where he's like pretending to be okay. So it's a, a Vulcan who's become a human who's pretending to be a Vulcan and sucking at it. Yeah, it's that's that's and an a human is playing that genre performance. And a human's playing that role, so it's like the, the layers of performance happening there, like genuinely. Yeah, it's in this genre. People just kind of can be dismissive, but that's genuine craft. That's incredibly impressive that they're pulling that off. Yeah. The whole fucking, the
0: whole, I've said it. I said it a while ago, I'm saying it again, I think he's my favourite Spock. Just because I, so. I just, I love what he's doing with the role. It still feels like Spock, but it feels like a younger Spock. And it feels like a younger Vulcan and it's someone getting to terms with it. And then when stuff like this happens, it's just, he's so funny.
1: Yeah, it didn't click for me immediately, but I think he's properly settled in now. And yes. It's, yeah, I'll I'll watch years of him doing this role.
0: Oh, let's hope. Oh, let's fucking hope. I'd love that. Yeah. A million years. Mm. Ten million years. <laughs> um, I love just the him going into the bathroom and punching the air for a little while is just <laughs> glorious. Picking up the pie. Just, just every, all of it. The whole fucking episode was great, mate. What were you even here for? <laughs> he do, it's one of those
1: ones where it's so good there's almost nothing to talk about because it's just perfect execution. Him and bra- the, the, the way they played it is like teenage as well because he's also, these emotions are new to him so it's yeah. kind of processing that. It's that overall. Credit to the hair department again for like doing subtle differences to his hair just to yeah. make him look a bit more ruffled. That must help.
0: Just losing um, that line of neatness that holds Falcon yeah. society together.
1: So, yeah, they're all about the the, the daily uh, fringe trim. That's, that's the entire community is built on that. Yeah. I mean that I love the Henpeck Vulcan husband. Oh my goodness. Just... That's the thing. It's so sixties sitcom. Yeah. It's so commits to the bit. It doesn't yeah. try and be clever. It's not trying to subvert. It's just doing the tropes. it, it, it was like um One Division did it recently. But like even with One Division, they were also telling a different story and layers on top of that. Yes. This is just absolutely Fuck it, we're doing a we're doing a sitcom episode, yeah. and that's what it's, it's consistently the thing with Stranger Things. I'm loving because that episodic nature is that they are doing, they're doing the anthology thing. They're jumping around. They're doing a legal episode. They're doing a comedy episode. They have some even bigger swings as the series goes on. Like, and it's just it's just nice <laughs> to see that variety. Foreshadowing, well, definitely foreshadowing. Some of which I like. Some of which I think they they dropped the ball a couple of times in this Ooh. season. But, it's but it's but it's always bold and i respect that yeah it's
0: it's uh, it is bold it's inventive but it's silly but it's it's not yeah. played so in the original series this would have been an episode oh spock's here but oh shenanigans and then he gets it back but yeah. making that actually be about spock's relationship and how much of its heart versus logic yeah. in the two in these two women that he loves and and giving him just heart while he has to do the thing that's the logical choice, yeah, and we know that neither are going to work in the long run because it's yeah. a prequel cool series. It's yeah. just heartbreaking
1: and wonderful. Yeah. Um, although in and they very- do, I like how they're exploring that. I like that they're giving those those conversations time to read across episodes. That's where yes. the serialized stuff does come into play with these character relationships, yes. and there's there's definite nods to that as this series goes on, of them. It's not a full reset, each episode. They're definitely telling a, a contained story that feels satisfying, but they're not pretending that everything goes back to where it was at the start of the episode. You do have these arcs, and yeah, the uh, the relationship with Spock is is one of the cool ones, but there's a lot of those going on. And things that are in the background at the start of the series that kind of become more important as it goes on. It's very clever.
0: I'm assuming that's the, the big old... I can't remember who it was. There was a war thingy in like the first episode. They were like, they're attacking... Oh, was it the Gorn? I think they said it was the Gorn. What, was it gone? Might have been. Well, don't do me—is it, it the gone bullshit? Because you've seen all the episodes,
1: haven't you? You've been, might have been, might have been Klingons. Who knows? Who, well, you do. Um, I do. Yeah. And the world, <laughs> the world. Most people who are, who people. are the right people who would listen to a Star Trek podcast, everyone listening knows, except you.
0: Well, um, oh, I didn't write notes. I realized I didn't write notes for this episode or the film.
1: Because you're oh enjoying them.
0: I'm, I'm enjoying them. I was enjoying that. I didn't write a single yeah. note. I loved the call center aliens. Mm. they're like we've
1: ascended fuck off (laughs) (laughs) that's it's it's really fun but but again tonally and that's what that's where i love the and respect the craft of this is tonally yes they're going to do some emotional stuff in this episode but it's a comedy episode yeah so the alien issue is played comedically like they they know they know the tone and i think that's one of the things i think that Made discovery not click for some people was that they would have like an A plot that was very comedic and a B plot that was very dramatic or vice versa, and you kind of get whiplash kind of watching that yeah. because you'd be coming back and forth. This knows it's a comedy episode, so we're yeah. going to do comedy, and Pike's going to be a bit funnier in this episode, and so and so is going to be a bit funnier in this episode because that's the tone of the episode. And we'll we'll do a darker one later, or we'll do this, or we'll do that. And yeah. I think that's I think that's smart. I mean, they know, and they've given these characters just enough depth. That they can kind of swing. That you can have fun with number one as like a stern, mean person if you need that for the episode, or you can have the the beautiful emotional depth of the of the legal stuff. Like there's just it's very clever how they weave that round, um, and how give that room to breathe. It, they really trust their cast.
0: It's so yeah. apparent that they're like anybody can do anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you're all just. I just I love and that's the old school thing. That's 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 that TNG cast or that DS Nine cast, right? Where they were, you could throw anything at them. Especially TNG, I'd say, like that was just a cast you could center an episode on any one of them. You could do, and this this show feels like you could do the same. You could make any one of these characters the main character for an episode, no problem.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) I think on a controversial note, I think DS Nine didn't work until it got O'Brien and Worf. I think it was fine. But I think when O'Brien and Worf came in, they relieved and kind of filled in a lot of the gaps that were missing in that team.
1: I think as well, there was definitely... And you, you know there was a lot going on behind the scenes as well, but like things like the, the performance of Terry Farrell is not strong out the gate. Yeah. She grows into it, but and also there was awful stuff going on with her behind the scenes, so fair enough, right? Yeah. Um, but like there's definitely stuff like that where it wasn't... No, it didn't come together immediately. I think as well, the show didn't... That first season, especially with DS9, it feels, you can feel the conflict. You yeah. can feel that there are people being like, why can't this just be next generation? Yeah. And then there are people who are doing, trying to do something else and that's in combat with each other. And then you almost get the impression that once Voyager happened, which was just more next generation, probably those people pulled, I'm talking about Rickman, probably, right? Yeah. Those, those people <laughs> who wanted next generation left them alone a bit because they didn't care yeah. so much. And that's when Deep Space Nine kind of became its own thing and flourished. Yeah. I love Deep Space Nine. We should
0: do a Deep Space Nine watch lot! Yay!
1: No, we'll we'll find another franchise that you've never watched.
0: Oh, so many.
1: There are so many. many, So many. Speaking of which, are you like me? What? Yeah. Are you? Are you like me now, a massive Mission Impossible nerd because of that one film you just watched? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Very much the Fast and Furious Seven of the Mission Impossible franchise. I. Yeah, but good, really good, like an actual film
0: not yeah not <laughs> I'm like, well, it's seven, no,
1: five sorry apologies five is the one where where rock comes in right five yeah yeah and you're like yeah this, this is working
0: this, what would I see happen- what this is gonna be
1: what would happen Dan, if you got one of the best storyboard artists in the world to direct um uh mission impossible movie you probably have like a movie where every shot was perfectly telling the story right
0: yeah that would be like you'd every action beat is visible and explained and you understand what the characters are doing just by the framing they don't have to say yeah. anything out loud
1: yeah you probably also have a lot of wit a great deal of humor injected into every choice being made you probably yeah. wouldn't have to lean on the gadget so much in fact you probably make it the subplot of the entire show that nothing works yeah um that could be a fun theme throughout the
0: movie fun thing because it gets you into the situation and then you get like a midpoint uh yeah. midway through every single incident, and then it sort of it legitimately yeah. was one of the best films i've seen
1: I loved it i loved it from fucking start to finish mike i've seen i've seen which one about ghost protocol um yeah. i've seen ghost protocol i think about 15 times yeah maybe 20. it's a I, good it is film. pure comfort food for me i'll put that movie on all the time that's the is that the best you know, in the football. franchise would you say it's generally thought of as a turning point but not the best by most people Ooh, i think it's the best shit. i thought it was i wonderful. think it's the best from this point on, the general fan reaction is that they keep getting better. I would say, okay. I dis- I, I disagree with that. I just, I think, so this is the last one that doesn't then lock in a director. So from the next movie onwards, it's the same creative team of the director and writer. Well, it's mm-hmm. a writer-director who takes over along with Tom Cruise and they basically steer the franchise from this point on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I loved Brad Bird's take on it. I, I do think something's lost when he steps away. I um, did send you a message immediately, rated. didn't I? When yeah. I was watching it, You're I, was so like, I a and
0: I was like, "Wait, Bradford, fucking You're Ratatouille, so Incredibles, director of
1: Bradford." Did you? I'm interested. This is something I wanted to ask because I didn't know you were not going to know the director until it literally came up on screen. Yeah, I'm avoiding at everything. At what point? So, at what point in that opening sequence, the prison break stuff, or the uh, or the stuff before it? Did you lean forward and go, "Wait a minute, this is good." Like, what was the, did you, or did you not? Like, that prison sequence, to me, is the perfect action. It was action when he scene. turned back into the dangerous place,
0: and I yes. went, ooh, someone's paying attention, and I don't know why he's going back. Is it to save the guard that Simon Pegg's had killed? No, that guard's still getting beaten up. That guy's
1: dead. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's
0: not coming that out. That guy's dead.
1: That guy's <laughs> dead. <laughs> Let's dead. not talk about that. The little mouth sorry is perfect, though. I did like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it... So turning back for me, it was when when the um because I didn't go in knowing it was a Rad Bird movie, mm-hmm. so either. So for me, it was when the um when the action starts syncing up with the music, which I just oh uh, that's
0: good stuff. That ah, just
1: immediately got me. The stone, him putting the stone back into the
0: wall, and it's mm-hmm. it's weathered, it's smooth, so it means he's been there for a while. I yeah. thought was a really nice little. Explanation of what he's, you know, just like how long he's been there for, yeah, enough to like, you know, you know, smooth the stone out just by throwing it every now and then. Like I thought that was a really
1: yeah. nice, very quick little subtle touch. Yeah, it's a good, good film. It's really good. Um, it's perfect, I think. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> I think I'm the only. The only. I love. I love what they do to the the Benji relationship. Like yes. I'm on board with Simon Pegg. With with this movie is the one where I was like, oh, oh yes, Simon Pegg could be in five more of these. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see so what you weird. want with that character, though. Okay, I understand. I think, I think, I think he settled in. I think yeah. as well. There's a part of me that wonders if he needed material of this standard because the film does. He's maybe I don't know. Maybe this is glib, but it has because of the amount of thought that's put into every frame it does start to tick over into an Edgar Wright movie for me. It feels, it feels constructed in the way that an Edgar Wright movie is. Yes. Um, And obviously Simon Pegg kind of co-wrote those. I'm sure had lots of creative input. So I wonder if this is the point where he starts respecting the material. Yeah. Um, And that might've been a part of it as well. Like just the, he's definitely playing. He, he seems to just know how to play the comedy beats and presumably is being allowed to play the comedy beats because literally the storyboard artist from the Simpsons is fucking directing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. I, I mean, will Brad say, Bird did. Brad Bird, I, I remember. I just remember studying his storyboards in, in animation school. He's awesome. like a legend for what he did on Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, The Simpsons, uh, classic Simpsons, is unbeatable. He where well, he defined a lot of that process as well. There, a Conan lot of stuff you and, think about Simpsons. Conan, bright now the
0: rain. It was when Conan came on. I think <laughs> the Simpsons really got good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no,
1: um,
0: I what, do have want to play.
1: Yeah, no, Mission on.
0: Impossible. I really yep. didn't like the title sequence. I like oh, them lighting I... an
1: actual fuse. But he then says, the... Like, the fuse, and then the music happens down. It's the best thing that ever happened in cinema. What are you talking about?
0: Great, but then it shows you loads of shit that's going to be in the
1: film. Did you find that spoiling? Did you? So because they definitely. This is the point, because they've done that in previous films a little bit, but this is the point where literally the Fuse sequence becomes like, and this is now, from now on, all because this Fuse sequence is so cool, all of them are this, basically, from now on. Yeah. Then, did you, because did you, for me, when I'm watching a Mission Impossible film... I watch those sequences and I go, oh, that's that's bombarded by cool stuff. It's only when I've watched them through a second time where I've been like, wow, they really did just give away the entire movie. Did you feel like the movie had been given away to you by that sequence? I felt like a huge amount
0: of the movie was given away by that sequence. Mm. Uh, it reveals that he's on the side of a big tall building. It shows that Jeremy Renner knows how to do guns and shit.
1: Um, mm, which is a plot point,
0: yeah. Which is a plot point. There's quite a few... Like, I'm like, oh, he's not going to get fucked up now. He doesn't have the right car. You know, this. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It might be, it might be that your brain means you should probably close your eyes during those sequences. In I future. think that's I will going goals.
0: forwards. But I'm yeah, glad I didn't because I got to see the words Brad Bird and go, wait, there's another Brad Bird. <laughs> That was the most excited text you've ever sent me. It was amazing. <laughs> and it
1: just last two no, I, 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 I was
0: like unsure because didn't want to Google anything so I didn't want to spoil it and you would be like, oh yeah, oh. Uh, and then uh, uh, five seconds later, someone's got like a ring with A113
1: on it and I went oh, okay, yeah. Did you spot the second A113? Alpha
0: 113 was the code name. Yeah, you. I did you, tell thank you, thank you to keep
1: an air out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And I spied that star. one as well. Um... Yeah, it was a fucking incredible film. I really, I just loved the. Uh, I the the one bit I wasn't particularly keen clit- on. I kind of yeah. loved it for its silliness. Was the big projector
1: screen? That's definitely the first in the mo- first swing in the movie where they're like, "Let's see if we can bring the audience with us towards the slightly sillier, yeah. cartoony stuff." Yeah, but I. It's but you kind went of, too far. It's a, it's a for me. It was just a plan where I'm like,
0: this plan falls apart if there's like. Someone wants nice. to come down the corridor. Yeah. Or there's another yeah. guy. Or someone yeah. is walking past a different corridor. Mm. There's like a hundred ways this plan goes wrong. Cause if you've yeah. got the guy in the in you could distract the guy. Just
1: distract the guy and sneak up the four feet to the doorway. <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> I do no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, I think for me I enjoy it because I'm watching more than I think any of these movies, I'm watching a 60s cartoon. Yeah. I'm watching something that is very heightened, so I don't mind. The one that still I still gets a chuckle from me every time is where he doodles a face on his hand and yeah. holds it up like that's an <laughs> identifying face. Because they kind of go back to that a couple of times, if I remember right, in later films where like it's just it's just canon now that he can draw a face perfectly. Yeah, I think they. I, I'm pretty sure they do a couple of gags with that going forward. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just that that's the one where I was like, okay, Brad Bird, not everyone in the world can draw a face on their hand that quickly and be immediately recognizable. <laughs> I believe you might be able to, but I'm not buying this for the character.
0: I like that silly um, bit. I, I like the exactly. breakdown after the bit where they have the big car crash, which I knew was happening because that there was a car crash in the Evening Tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the the, the, the bit where uh, where going. How did you know that was going to work? <laughs> like, from a logical <laughs> point of view. I was like, this, they knew podcasts were going to be a thing in the future, and they knew they people did. would picture random details. No, I was all about yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, if, if you're trying to shoot someone, like, you see somebody with like a red fucking glow. I'm like, oh, they've escaped. Yeah, people panic. Yeah. Trick the shaman. People I will trick the shaman.
1: What's the line I think he says? Like, people don't, you, you, you're making a mistake of assuming people think. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. People don't think. When they're in that situation, they just shoot. Yeah. Um no, that's really cool. All the Burj Khalifa stuff is beautiful. Like the I remember seeing that in IMAX and just it being the most like nausea inducing moment ever where he steps out. Yeah, um, that was I'm
0: there going, that's a green screen? Where's the green screen? Tom <laughs> Cruise, get back in the building. I
1: don't this think is, there's a green screen so this there. is the start of the era that I'm sure you've picked up from Cultural Osmosis, where every movie has a bit where you're like He really legitimately could have died shooting this. Yeah. Um, And that becomes a part of the franchise from this point onwards.
0: Yeah, there's Um, definitely... I I did not... When he dropped, I went, ah! (laughs) I made noise! (laughs) I'm in! I'm in the film! Like, I'm properly sold. But
1: logical, because you've seen him climb mountains in the franchise before. Yeah. It's a really clever use of, like, a thing we know that character can do. Yeah. And they don't break those rules. They are—they're always ridiculous, but they are using always skills that were largely established in the second movie. Like most of the most of the big stumps from this point on, specifically are referencing the second movie because that's where he does all the weird shit. Yeah, um, um, the second movie is, of course, the best one. Uh, well, this is now my favourite. This, best this one, one, yeah, this, this one, one. I think this one for is me. my favourite. I for think me it's, this is the yeah, point. Four, is two, one, space, 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 space three. Yeah, I'd say that probably. Yeah, I'd say that probably. Um, there's an interesting thing about the production of the rest of these movies. I think I'm not going to tell you because I think it'll colour your opinion of them. I'll come. Okay. We'll come back to that, like at the end. But yeah, it's it's a. Um, no, this for me, this is the one I go back and watch the most for sure. Yeah, it was uh, to the like... extent that I'm actually kind of excited to go for this podcast and actually watch the, the the next few because I've not seen them anywhere near as many times as I've seen like this one. I literally can quote. And, and me and Kerry yell quotes from this movie to each other constantly. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, but, uh, the amount of times I bet you said, hey, it seemed like a good idea a second ago or whatever it was when he's out on the side of the, of is the
1: hospital. Is this the one where it's... So, is this the one where it's... Not everything's going to be gold. That one... that, that, that Not yeah. is going to be gold. Yeah. That, I think, one or both of us say to each other on, like, a weekly basis. <laughs> it's all going to be gold. Um, I I yeah.
0: really... I, there's bits in this film where I'm just like, this is a real fucking master craftsman putting these things together. Because you've got... He yeah. needs to climb up the side of a building to get to a thing. And most films will be like, okay, he climbs up the side of the building, he gets some court shots on the inside, does a laser beam, he's inside. And then he'll yeah. fight some dudes in there. This one, his one of his gloves fails, but then he kind of comes back in the wind and then it fails again. and You're kind of like, yeah. oh, that's a great little moment And he drops But then grabs on again There's a great moment He's the whole fucking He's got to get through The glass sparks That's what caused him to drop But then he's got to yep. get back And then he gets back But the thing's too short So he's like Okay I'm going to do a run up Which you think is the solution But then he bangs his fucking skull Off of the topic Because he's slightly over the pudding and then he's he's got to be saved. By I'm like
1: every bit of that, every yeah.
0: it, and if,
1: all of it telegraphed ahead of time and and yeah. explained to you in terms of they repeat how many floors it is. They tell you how the gloves work a bunch of times. Yeah, oh, it's it, perfect, it, and you, it's one that you will you will enjoy rewatching yeah. and spotting how much table setting there is early in the film and how much they're establishing stuff for you. Yeah, um, nothing is left to chance in this film. This feels, I would say, the most. The most skillfully constructed of any of these films. Oh,
0: absolutely! It it came um, across as just being a a, a fucking delight. Like, <laughs> so, as well, I'm just like, I, 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 Every time you think you're allowed to breathe, you're not. Yeah, and that's that's. Yeah. I think if you ever want to write an action film, this is the one to watch that just sums it up brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just have the car crashes into the water, right? Car, oh, no. suddenly we get shot. Oh no, the cars crashed into a water is where most films would leave that, but then. You're, then you're trapped you got to swim to the surface sure some films will have that as well sometimes they'll just bob up to the fucking surface or in the case of the fast and furious franchise he'll just be floating in the water and the titles will roll um yeah but then suddenly loads of bullets are in the water so now you've got a time limit you've got this little tiny pocket of air a time limit you've got to work out how to get out of this situation mm-hmm. uh while bullets are coming at you going through the water and it's just like yeah you just keep layering it it's yeah. not. It's not just like a, here's the action scene. It's here's the action scene, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, and it's just topping itself constantly. So you just yeah. don't know where things are going to go. While and then- Tom Cruise tries to top himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Like, he climbs up that... When he's climbing up the thing and you see that dust storm rolling in and you're like, oh, geez, he's going to have to climb in a dust storm. But it's not.
1: That's for later on in the film. No, that is... That is... Yeah, that is that is set up for later. There's there's so many bits like that that you'll spot on a second watch where you're like, really? They foreshadowed that this early kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Very clever. It's very clever how it does a lot. The the, the chase through the sandstorm was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love that so much.
1: But even just, like... The, the 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 way in which oh my god my brain just froze on what I was actually going to say there that's wild that idea just went straight out of my head as I was, as I was forming the <laughs> sentence um <laughs> I, I it's just yeah it's it's it is that construction it's just so elegantly cleanly constructed yeah there's there's just so many moments that are just and there's no cheating either I it's uh, that's what I was going to say it's the only Mission Impossible movie I think other than two where I genuinely the first time I watched it could pause at any point and explain to you exactly what everyone's trying to do in that sense, yes. uh, It was
0: a point I was going to make up. Even when they, they're introducing these characters, they're literally in a genius bit of fucking setting up the room. One character is on, one the character they've got to do one thing to is on one side, the character got to do the mm. other thing to is on the other side and they can literally point to the two sides and it just separates them off so they're never really in the same shot at the same time. So you can mm. just go, yep, yeah, boop, boop, boopity boop. boop, boop, boop. I will criticise the app that they use to detect uh, assassins.
1: <laughs> bit too slow. bit too slow. It's like
0: they have all this footage in their eyeball that's like scanning mm. people and shit, but they can't display warning, warning, assassin on that footage. They send a buzz to your phone so you stop looking at the assassin.
1: <laughs> but that's what? the thing is the technology in this film is suboptimal. Yeah, I think that genuinely is a theme. Even the stuff that works, it never works quite right. Yeah, I think that's really smart because, as you say, it kind of creates a situation for the characters to deal with. It also makes the characters the problem solvers rather than the technology. This film never—I don't think it ever uses the technology as kind of a crutch. Um, The mask gags are kept to a minimum. Yeah, Um, it does them very cleverly. It doesn't feel showy. Um, and the masks failing is just
0: topping a scene which is already going wrong and it's just adding yeah. that bit on there like, i'm like,
1: playing with your expectation because you know simon pegg has yeah. been saying oh i'd love to do a mask i'd love to do a mask you're like oh he's gonna do a mask he's gonna do the mask it's like no, no he's not. doesn't work the only mask that. reveal was that there's
0: one less character in the film <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the only reveal <laughs> it's like hey this guy dad nah, don't worry about him he was the bad guy don't about about him. Him. you don't need him yeah and you go oh Okay, but that's the because they have that extra character because otherwise I'm just go. Why don't you just kill this guy? Yeah, because I can't. I can't kill that guy. But it is that guy. Yeah, they if, if they that.
1: knew that was him, then the movie ends at that point because they just push him out the yeah. window and they are done. Yeah, yeah, push him out the window and he's so yeah. yeah.
0: And then you've got the the because my only complaint with the film a I can't believe they fridged the wife. I know she's not coming back, but like irritating. But the reveal that she's alive and he's seven steps ahead of everything all all times. Yeah, works.
1: Works delightfully. It does. It does. It's a really nice little... I don't know how much of that... I believe that last scene is reshoots. I think yeah. it was always going to be that he was ahead of the game. But I think having a moment where you actually saw her and that Luther comes back, because you spent the whole movie going, where the fuck is Luther? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, going to no say. Yeah. sitting down in the corner for this movie. What's going on? <laughs> um, but that's, a nice, that's nice to get him in there and keep him in the in the mix. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. It's a good team. I like Jeremy Renner. I kind of hope he's back, but I'm aware that Avengers are calling and I don't know if we're going to see him again.
1: So, I'm not going to spoil whether you do or don't see him again, but what I will say is what was, one of the hilarious kind of stories behind the scenes on this movie is, this was meant to be the setup of the Jeremy Renner character taking over. Oh! This was, the studio planned this as the goodbye Tom Cruise movie. Um, which was why he had some kind of that family stuff. That was why he was kind of that. This was meant to be a passing of the torch movie, and okay. to all accounts, Tom Cruise showed up and went no. <laughs> and and when you rewatch this movie, which you inevitably will, watch it in the context of oh, there's a few things here where Tom Cruise could have let Jeremy Renner look badass, but doesn't. And yeah. there's just a few things where you're like, okay, there is a. There's a jostle going on here to remain the franchise lead. Yeah. Um, and obviously Tom Cruise remained in the franchise, but like it was, that's the story is that there was definitely an intention that this was going to set up Jeremy Renner as the new mission impossible protagonist. Cause this is the movie where I remember at the time, especially like, cause he's, you know, when he's in his vest at the start of the movie and stuff, jumping around, there was a lot of commentary at the time of like, wow, Tom Cruise is getting a bit old for this, isn't he? Um if <laughs> <do people laughs> you really, really want to watch Tom Cruise in this role anymore, that was definitely a prevailing thought at the time. Yeah. I mean um I w yeah. I'd watch him forever.
0: He's old i watch him old, old Tom Cruise. I I love Ethan. You Lamb. will
1: get to watch Tom Cruise in this role for quite a few more movies, you're fine. Um but it but it but it does make sense in the context of like that was definitely the conversation. Yeah. Um likewise this is the era of wow, the Indian market exists. Yeah, <laughs> um, so so we have the, uh, the the final act taking place in in India with I forget the name of the actor, but he was a mega star at the time, and he's in this, and I think he's in Slumdog Millionaire as well. Um, I've as, never seen I that. Remember. Is that is that a franchise? We could watch a hundred films. Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's actually I don't know what the concept. I I really like Slumdog Millionaire. I assume it's one that probably has been reappraised a bit in the modern era for, yeah. for a few reasons, but like. It was a great film. Like, and it's... um. Oh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? I'm going to literally have to look at my shelf where I have a book by him. Because uh-huh. um, <laughs> that's the only way I can short... Danny Boyle. Um, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle directing, who I love. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that film. But no, this... So this guy, who I'm forgetting the name of, annoyingly, this was, like, his... He was, Anil he was Kapoor. A, that's the guy. Megastar. Like, arguably India's Tom Cruise. Okay. Like, and he was... He was trying to come into uh, Western movies, and it was, in a, it was in a few around this period. So that kind of puts it in a specific time, time era. Um, but he's brilliant. He's having so much fun with it. It's a great, it's a great little performance. Um, yeah, it's just really freaking good. The oh, and mission accomplished. That's the other thing that puts this in a time zone. That is a, that is a George <laughs> Bush joke. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and uh, fair play Plato. Yeah, mission accomplished.
0: Oh wait, hang on, no, it isn't. <laughs> 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 but play didn't take another few decades to sort that of
1: mess out. Oh, I love I it though, and the fact up. that then Luther, yeah, and then the, yeah. the fact that Luther like is taking the piss out of him for that in that in that scene—it's just oh, it's <laughs> perfect. And you really do buy. This is the movie where you start to believe that, like, especially like Benji, Ethan Hunt, and Luther are like friends. Yeah, like it's where it starts to actually yeah, four movies in. We actually, established in chemistry between the core cast. Yeah. You know, and it's done it's, um, from there. Um, the this movie also continues the, the path of the uh, woman in the movie not being in the next movie, unfortunately. She's excellent. Oh. It does not make <laughs> it into the next movie.
0: Oh, well, bye, whatever your name was. I don't like exactly. their names
1: anymore. No. Neither does <laughs> Ethan Hunt. Um, <laughs> that's something they definitely like address and fix in future movies. I mean, and is an amazing recurring female member of the team, but yeah, it's it is definitely the last of those kind of throwaway women, which the franchise was kind of known for. Yeah, um, which sucks, but she's excellent in it. She's a lot of fun. Yep,
0: uh, I really like Jeremy Renner in the role. I'm a big Jeremy Renner fan. Get a big fan because oh, okay.
1: he had a battle with a big fan. I, know. I, was, <laughs> I was. I was. And when you said it, fill. I was like, "Is he going to swing for that joke, or is he going to?" I should have known you were going to swing for that joke. I'm just going to
0: snowplow right through it. That's a reference to the fact he ran into a phone with a snowplow recently. Uh, he's doing okay. I'm allowed to make a joke about it.
1: He is, but he is recovering, isn't he? So he's okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's cool. Fucking Jesus! You see this? Like talking about the state of him, I'm like, "Fucking hell, man!" Oh, I've not seen. I've not seen him since that event. Is it kind of a Mark Hamill situation where he's a bit being up?
0: It's it was more than a bit, a bit me big enough. But future movies. Yeah. We're gonna find out, I suppose. I I, I hope we get more Hawkeye because I really like Jeremy. I love Hawkeye. Hawkeye's like my fucking. Batman. I
1: really, I did really enjoy that. The uh the, the TV show was fun. Loved it. So it's, just down to earth. Just yeah. down
0: to earth, dude, with a bow and arrow. It's, I was a
1: bit fanboy about it because it, it doesn't it doesn't rip off the comic it's based on as much as I wanted. I'm a big fan of the day yeah. day to day, day uh, movie, uh comic. Yeah, series, that one over there that I'm pointing not... at
0: because it's one of the very few comics I own because I bought it we afterwards.
1: Are, we are not on a video call uh, audience, but that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh... <laughs> so, but no, I thought it was no, lots of heart, lots of heart in that. It was really, it was a really good Christmas show. I was really, I remember because it came oh, out yeah. around Christmas as well, didn't it? Yeah, so, yeah it was good. It was a it was was delight. I really, I mean, I'm the mm. I,
0: I like a lot of those Disney.
1: I like uh, She-Hulk.
0: I know it's kind of controversial. It, I like She-Hulk. I really enjoy She-Hulk. It kind of felt like. Like America doing its own sort of fleabag in a way, and I'm like, I I get I oh, get what the angle
1: say. I get it, yeah. I mean, but I get, to I be fair like is that is what the comic was as well. So kind of all of yeah. the uh, the fourth wall break stuff. The um, yeah, I just liked it. I like the last episode in particular because I've been I've been to that studio and I've been around the Marvel bit and all of that <laughs> stuff where she's walking. I was like, oh, I've been there, and I, I I got a real thrill out of that. I like it when there are things in movies places where I've been in this movie. I like that because I've been to um, I've been to Budapest and you know taking the trains around there. Oh, so I so that opening scene, I'm like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> I've, been, I've walked through that doorway. He stabs a guy with a ring in. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I mean. If they ever go to like South End, I'll I'll be able to do the
1: same. Helsinki, <laughs> yeah, so I've got nice. Helsinki under the belt. But yeah, Okay. I think, is, do they go to Helsinki? Helsinki feels like a location they must go in one of the movies. Oh, everyone ends up in Capital Cities.
0: All the stuff happens in capital Cities. If you're gonna do like one of these trade offs, just do it in like a cabin in fucking somewhere where nobody knows it exists. One of those countries that we can name.
1: <laughs> I bet that I bet that is I bet they do that. I bet that is in the real world nice I bet there's very yeah. little actual spy craft happening in London.
0: Yeah, really? Um, anyway. why would you yeah. do that? That's where all the
1: morons are. I think they're You're
0: doing, yeah, doing it in South End on Sea, mate. That's where it's all going down. Mm. I don't think
1: there's anything else from this movie. I I want to I talk light.
0: briefly about a movie I watched this week that I was disappointed by. <laughs> go on. Uh, the new Spider-Man, Spider-Verse.
1: Did you not love it?
0: Oh, I didn't. Oh, oh I got
1: go that. for that I loved it. I, I really uh, loved so
0: the the first one's like one of my all-time top like five. Favorite films ever. No, totally. Let's review this Disney
1: film on our podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go for it. Yeah, it's Sony, good. Really, this, this one fuck I absolutely off. love. So, this is yeah. a
0: Sony film. It's not a Disney film. They're
1: different. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, know, the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your word for it and not check that. No, I, I know. It's like, yeah, the it's it's Spider Verse. As they point out by doing a scene in the much beloved Venom Corner Shop, which is yes. the one moment where I was like, okay, I. Yeah, okay. I, I yep. see what you're going for here, but like,
0: okay. Yep. I uh, say so that I had to look up what it was about. Because <laughs> I've not seen the Venom films. Um, they're, fun. they're fun. Yeah, I've heard and they're, they're kind of like well, 2000s superhero movies. It's like no other yeah, basically, superhero movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it,
1: yeah. and if you, if you like him as an actor, you're going to like it. What's his name? Yeah, the, him. I like oh, him. Locke. I don't know what his actual name is, but Locke from the movie Locke. Tom, yeah. Tim, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. That's right. That's it.
0: Uh, you know, I, I see. I really like the first one. It's one of my favourite films ever. Hmm. And then the sequel, I waited until I didn't want to go to the cinema. I, I hate cinemas. I'm going to wait for it to get its home release. So I sat and I watched it, uh, and I thought it was visually absolutely spectacular. Hmm. And then at the hour and a half point, I went. I'm really fucking tired, and this film doesn't feel like it's started
1: yet. And I'm kind of <laughs> confused
0: and you concerned. you not know it was a part one? No. Did you not know it was a
1: part one? That... They need to start getting better at that with movies. The number of these, A number of films that, like, because you've got this, I think the same thing's true of Fast X a little bit, if you don't know that going in. Yeah. That, but that one, like, was very abrupt. And then yeah. um, Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible, is it's... a part one again as well. They do a better job of, like, creating a fun, co- cohesive, self-contained story that's still, like, to be yeah. continued. Yeah. Not words I love seeing on a cinema screen, if I'm honest. No, I like it on a TV.
0: I like I, I yep. don't, I, a TV, TV A TV cliffhanger, even if it's between seasons, because you know you've got to wait like a year. Foreshadowing. Right? Carry on. Are you telling me that fucking Strange New World's on a cliffhanger? Because I'll shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're not doing their best of both worlds, are they?
1: <laughs> they, they're, spoilers! They're literally doing a best of both. Oh, world.
0: I take it back. I can't um, deal with it. I can't. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I had Star Trek on the fucking BBC Two where there was only like a fucking weekend, like a week before the next season. That, started That best
1: of both worlds summer was.
0: Tough. That was a hard summer, man. I was yeah. so young as well, and I was like, yeah. I don't. There was another. There's another uh, to be continued one where the, like they're in a shuttle that explodes or something, and it was like to be continued. And I was like, I can't breathe
1: right now. Have you have you treated yourself to like the the like super ultra HD version of Best of Both Worlds? Have you enjoyed? Have you just sat down and done that at an evening?
0: Yes, I own all of the Blu-rays of the redone Blu-rays yeah. of Next Generation because
1: like I mean, Best of Both Worlds, genuinely the the pleasure of watching that because they clearly. Put a little bit of extra effort into those yeah. two episodes when we're doing a restoration. It's genuinely amazing. It is. A, it's a stunning. Oh, it's. Mm. A, I love fucking stuff. man.
0: But oh, no, so so Spider Man. Yeah. It just. It, it hit. Uh, t- I. I think I knew, but I didn't know while watching the film. You know, it's yeah. gone from my memory, and I sat down watch film. and I'm like, it's kind of a bit slow. Like I know the action's really <laughs> good. Yeah. But it just feels a bit slow, and I'm kind of not enjoying. Uh, uh, you know, these kind of big chunks of it, and also they're talking about shit that does not make sense. So they're like, all these canon events happen, to all these Spider Men, and then they show like, they're like, and Uncle Ben will die, and uh, as a police officer will die, and it shows like Andrew and Toby, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, but those two didn't have the other one. Like they don't have the other time. Like you can't go all Spider Men go through this, because they they
1: don't. Unless, unless, you're going to have Tom Holland team up with him in the in the next movie,
0: I mean, that could be fucking anything. It, I no, I really, it, it was it was kind of just a letdown because it was a
1: thing. It was visually stunning, absolutely gorgeous. I want more of it. Yeah, I'm um, I'm all in on the visuals, and I, I like the I like the humor of it. I like I oh, loved it. I'm yeah, It I'm was anxious. it just
0: it was just a bit. I would have I would have completely changed the ending though. Spoilers. <laughs> what? Spoilers. I would have completely changed the ending. I would have cut the last 10 minutes off the film.
1: You're mad, man. They you're sl- you're no. just objectively wrong.
0: They, they slow it about? down too much. They slow it down too Because they reveal... So, spoilers mm. for the new Spider-Man film. It got, it, it, this will probably take us to the end of the podcast. It won't. We'll talk about more shit. I'm um, going to give you timestamps. I'm going give a fuck. It goes... He scans himself and it's like taking you to your home world thing, right? hmm and on the screen, it says Earth Forty Two. I went, "Oh, he's going to the wrong homeworld!" And then I had to wait fifteen <laughs> minutes for that to be revealed. Why do they show it? They put it on the script like they literally they it was, scan it, it says yeah. Earth Forty Two, and I went, "Oh, that's not his homeworld." We've established that in several ways in this film. Also, it's Forty Two, which is a really easy to remember fucking number for me. You know, mm. <laughs> it's kind of a very important number um, because it's my secret age. And then I'm just, I just kind of then <laughs> watched as all the other characters really slowly
1: kind of worked yeah. that out. That's a shame when you're ahead of the audience. I was I, I the, the audience. Was wrong. <laughs> no, but like, no, I'm, I'm, I, when I was watching it, I, I didn't notice the number thing. I wasn't okay. paying attention to that aspect, but I did, I noticed the art style was different. I noticed, oh, they're yes. using a different palette. That's interesting um so i had the inkling but for me it was kind of a ooh, is it is it not like there was definitely that thing for me yeah i think that was probably the intention was for it to most people to be like feeling uneasy and unsure but not certain in the way you were that might be an episode oh we had this the other night i watched um what was it called like this you know when a film like actively removes itself from your memory yeah um shit what was the film called i'm gonna actually have to look this up as we talk i watched a movie last night and it was just it was a con artist movie and literally every twist me and carrie just watching were like oh well, that's gonna turn out to be that or that person's yeah. gonna be that but yeah and it was just one of those films where you're like you're ahead of every single which sounds like it's similar to this i was we were ahead of every single moment in the story and therefore it just kills all interest in a movie which is about yeah. twists yeah, I would say I would say it kind of work. It's okay here because I don't think Spider Verse is about twists. It's not relying on that as heavily as as other things do. But yeah, yeah.
0: I, I I see. I would have had him uh, turn up with the wrong thing and everything's on fire, and then he looks at the paper and goes, "Oh my god, it's the wrong world." Cut. Right. That's all I would have yeah. done. I would have just done that. I wouldn't need the team b- being built to just leave it all up in the air. Just throw it all up in the end. Just go. Oh my goodness, he's gone to the wrong universe. He's locked himself mm. in the wrong universe, and then after credit scene, have the prowler sitting on a, the the a wall watching him kind of flounder around, and then turning around going, "We got to
1: Like take his helmet off and it smiles. Oh, we got a problem. Yeah, sharp. You know, oh, um, by the way was the bad film. I was trying to remember the name of. Don't, don't was it sorry? Good. Sharper. It was. It's, it's a movie it. that it's, it's got a prestige cast. It's definitely one of those films that like designed to make for a good bit of box art, but not necessarily a very good film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I I didn't have that same problem. I was I was super invested at that point. I just wanted there to be five more hours of it, you know. I was just
0: oh, I, wanted, I, into... I, I I was obviously getting a bit tired of it. Uh, I was like, okay. I was like, it's okay.
1: a it's a long film. Like it's a long film. I wouldn't rule out the um the impact for me as well on seeing it in a cinema. I think that might have been a part of it. It's just it's very like all of that visual stuff you are impressed by. Like obviously, a <laughs> cinema screen is very overwhelming. watch it on a projector, Mike. It's not the same it is got, There's no other people nice, in the room. <laughs> I've got nice stuff and nice sound system and stuff. And that it helps, but it's not the same as being at CMR. Yeah, it's better. Because it's uh, in your house and you can pause it to go have a wee. I I yeah, I know, I I'm I'm old, I guess. I just like I like the exp I like. You're old, you should know something. what it's like to have to get up and go do a wee. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the most planning I've ever put into an experience. Was going to see Avatar, the new Avatar film at the oh, cinema. Endgame. And like, being like, can I have a drink this morning? I probably shouldn't yeah, have a drink this morning. I think... Probably I want to go into that movie dehydrated. Okay, so if I if I if I have a drink now, that's three hours away. Is that going to work? I'll get a little bottle of Coke and I'll I'll have half of it in the first hour, and I should be okay. I was like literally like figuring out like a military yeah. campaign to see that
0: movie. Exactly the
1: same months. with Endgame because
0: I was like, this thing's three hours <laughs> long. I'm not gonna <laughs> want to miss a second of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna piss. I'm gonna just eat chicken nuggets. They'll bolt me out. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's a good. It's just a good yeah. time. <laughs> and whole day work for it. It's where we were shooting Ashens and the Polybius Heist. So I was mm. fucking exhausted as well. That was great. I
1: were it. there I more things. Polybius Heist lines that now make sense to you from this film? Was there no, anything in there that but... was the
0: that was the only. It appears to be that was the only one that I've uh, recalled. Oh, okay, okay. The only influence was the older ones that people have seen. Um, that makes
1: sense.
0: Oh, I have a random question for you. It's just going to be completely random, and I'm not going to explain what it is on the podcast. um
1: I was, I, The social network
0: movie poster.
1: Can so you weird I've it? got. I'm literally the second you asked that. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it. There
0: we go. Because
1: I've got. Because I've got the record. I was listening to the record earlier while I was writing, so I literally my face <laughs> is on. I'm looking at Jesse Eisenberg's face right now. That's so creepy. That's so That's creepy. It. Carry on. Okay, yeah. no, that was it. That's all I just wanted to know.
0: I, I just had a discussion with somebody. I was like, he's a, it is he's like a really well-known poster. Like, I argue that that is a really well-known, good Well, for poster. me, it's,
1: a- it's one of my favourite records. So it's like on my shelf in a visible position all the time. So I'm probably a very bad <laughs> person to ask. is <laughs> literally like on my wall.
0: Um, no, that seems like a good. Po- if you have got it on your wall, it's a good pose. They're gonna put shit on your wall, are you? You don't have like fucking like kids running around with those fridge magnet monstrosities yeah. that they draw. Oh, it's a cow! It's not the- a fucking cow, you idiot! It looks. Like I did love the six. film as well. What
1: I, liked, I, liked, I like, I like, I like, I like. Um, I'm just gonna push past it. I, yeah. I'm a big Fincher nerd, so I, I love the film as well and the uh, soundtrack and. I like Aaron Sorkin on a good day as well. I'll admit it. I oh, quite no, like I dialogue. love him. I'm, I'm a lot of people to... are a bit sniffy about old Aaron Sorkin, and they've got good reason to be on a lot of fronts. But in terms of as a writer, I quite like his... I, his, his I He's dialogue. definitely
0: more hit and missy than... But when he hits, like you get the West Wing or Studio 60 or something fucking fantastic.
1: I um, I really like Steve Jobs because, it's, again, it's Danny Boyle. So I, I, I just love Steve that. Jobs For one. me, that's a fun team-up. Say again? I've never seen Steve Jobs one. <laughs> oh, Oh, you should watch that film. That, is that film should... is just very, very. You would love that film. Okay,
0: I, I, because I had never seen Steve Jobs talk until this past week,
1: and neither has Michael Fassbender, who plays in the movie. <laughs> um, no, it's not true. So it's, so there, it was. This is one of my favorite, like, weird film things. Was there were two Steve Jobs movies? Yeah, one was um, what's his name? Oh, that seventies show. Never Poor seen it. guy. Fuck. Everyone's yelling. Rigid old But he looks exactly like Steve Jobs. And oh. he's doing a very bad impression of Steve Jobs for the film. And it's a classic biopic kind of thing. Of, there's literally a moment where someone's listening to a, like a, a disc man, like CD mm-hmm. player, like Paul Ville, CD player for our younger audience members. Um, <laughs> And he looks at it and he's like, how many songs does that have on it? And the person's like, it's like a CD. So like 15 songs. He's like, I don't know, man. I think something better could be done. And it's like, and the camera lingers on his face as he ponders the future of music. It's that kind of vibe. <laughs> it's shit. It's like, um, yeah, it's just terrible. That one was the one that everyone thought was going to be very good. What's interesting about Steve Jobs, and by the way, I'm going to have to watch Steve Jobs tonight just because I'm talking about it and it's reminding me how much I love this film. That film, Fassbender, is not doing an impression of Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. doesn't have the mannerisms of Steve Jobs, but it's beautiful and it's i'll I'll sell you it on the gimmick because you're gonna if you're if you're an sorky fan you're gonna especially like this the whole movie is just set in three moments in time before he goes on stage to give a presentation so it's when he's about to go on stage to give a presentation at one point and then like the same point 10 years later and then 10 years later after that and it's all the conversations he has with people before he goes on stage And it's fictionalized in the sense that they basically compressed all these stories about Steve Jobs into like an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk. You could you could watch it episodically. You could watch like forty five minutes of it's just you know or half an hour. I don't know how long each segment is, but like they're just beautiful vignettes. Each is filmed on the on the video of its time. So like the first one is like sixteen millimeter. Second one is like it's it's film, and then the third one is is digital and iPhone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah basically well it doesn't come that close that's what's really fun about it as well as it doesn't try and do the whole career yeah he's literally the last one is him i don't is it the ipod no it's the imac launch the original imac you know the, the big translucent one
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it yes. only comes up to that point mm-hmm. in time it doesn't it doesn't try to do the the period of apple that most people actually know about it doesn't do that it does. Yeah. it does the steve wozniak nonsense years.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I watched I watched the um the the two thousand whatever the fuck it was. That's Kutcher, absolutely.
1: Who plays uh Wozniak? In the good one. Yeah. Uh Seth Rogen. That's it. Who okay. is which 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 works. That's the thing is no one's doing an impression. So like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't talk about Wozniak talks. He talks like Aaron Sorkin writing the coolest version of Wozniak imaginable. Yeah. Which is still kind of a dweeby guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Um and then you've got Kate Winslet as the like as as uh, Steve Jobs' assistant. Yeah, it's just Siri. <laughs> it's it's gen oh and oh I can sell it for you immediately. It's freaking Jeff Daniels as the CEO. All right, of I'm,
0: in.
1: All right, I'm in, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got
0: me. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm in. Love it, Jeff Daniels. You're
1: gonna love it. You are genuinely gonna have the time of your life watching that movie. And it's Danny Boyle, so there's some really the music's great and the, there's some very imaginative sequences it's really good yeah. You'll love it's it. um yeah because I, I watched the the iphone reveal
0: uh that whole uh that's the iconic one
1: conference. i've yeah, never seen the, it before that's up there with the connect launch in terms of press conferences you should <laughs> connect gun is the next one i have to It's next to my list because i watch more patreon no clip no clip just put them up no clip just put up the connect one in like ridiculous yeah. high def that's the I one that's I mean, it's genuinely it's, fun
0: yeah it is uh that's I, I love to go back to those things. Because he's like, hey, here's how scrolling works. And the audience's like, ooh. And I'm like, ooh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, he could pinch and zoom. And I'm like, oh my God. I well, just, that was
1: his thing. He was an incredible showman. Like, he was genuinely amazing about that aspect of it. I'm going to say um, this now. Hmm.
0: I've just realized if you combine Aaron Sorkin with Jeff Daniels, you get my least favorite Aaron Sorkin thing, which is the newsroom.
1: Yeah. I can't, damn the newsroom that is a but Jeff Daniels can deliver Aaron, saw- deliver Aaron oh, Sorkin yeah. Ale- Aaron Sorkin dialogue yeah yeah newsroom can. it starts entertaining enough but then you realise it's just a show where someone writes from the future making characters who perfectly predict what would happen oh yeah it's those it's, it's those just, arguments sort of you have in the shower where you're like well if somebody says this I'll yeah, take yeah. it, <laughs> like, well it after the fact things I things I should have said in that argument the TV yeah. show yeah 100% and it's yeah. Yeah, I yeah. to me that was when the wheels kind of started to come off Aaron Sorkin a little bit because I was like, oh, okay, because and West Wing. When you go back to West Wing, yeah. it's, it comes across as very kind of glib in a lot of ways now. Like you look at it and you're like, okay, well, that's yeah. not really how politics works. Unfortunately, it's not just a cool expression. It's you can't you can't just have a two minute argument with someone where you convince them of your view and they turn around their entire political perspective. That doesn't yeah. really happen um i'll tell you what my favorite Aaron Stalking tv show studio 60 on the sunset strip now that is a show until the last couple episodes where they tried to crunch in a million plot lines when it was canceled and they they were like fuck it let's just end everything yeah until that point yeah i agree it's genuinely a lot of fun that's a good if you've never seen that it's uh
0: it's a Drama with light comedy elements starring Matthew Perry in Matthew
1: Perry's best role. It's what if someone did an, an Aaron Sorkin show about Saturday Night Live, but someone who had no knowledge in how Saturday Night Live actually works. Yeah. If Saturday Night yeah. Live was run like the White House. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is still funny that 30 Rock was the one of those two shows that like nailed it because they came out at the same time, didn't they? And it was I haven't watched Thirty Rock. People recently. recently. Like, so you've seen, but you've seen the Alan Sorkin episode of Thirty Rock, right? I've yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen all Thirty Rock. Now. I love Thirty Rock. It took out scene what? where they're where they're doing where where he's yeah, where they're mocking him for his his show that they absolutely destroyed. Yeah, um, that's quite good. do I mean doing that. Thirty Rock's one of
0: those shows that I, uh, I I I had it recommend me for ages, but I'd never watched it because people when they mm. recommend me American TV shows. They go. It's funny. I'm like, is it?
1: It's, it's one of the better American funny?
0: sitcoms. Yeah. Because like there's some shows. What's the What's the Parks and Rec? Jesus, I can't get through an episode. Nothing
2: it, there.
1: Uh, that is. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 decent. Like background. It's no, not. Yeah. You wouldn't want to. I have ADHD, ADHD. I don't do yeah. background. I don't
0: have like a, a. Oh, there you go, then. Then you're not yeah. gonna like passing off then, yeah. And I'm like, because I like The Office. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fine. Let's, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, no, this isn't. But The 30 Rock is a, a mad, very weird, very <clears> silly <throat> show, which I. Yeah. Uh, with so many surreal bits, which I was not expecting. It's always. I'm always a big fan of surreal comedy. Yeah. That's. um. I'm, that's I'm, that I'm, I dig.
1: Shit. I dig. I'm. I think I've liked most of Tina Fey stuff, like Mean Girls as well. Is really yes. solid. Um, yeah. yeah, Tina Fey. Oh, actually, but,
0: uh, uh, Rebecca just watched uh, Mean Girls for the first time ever. And was like, this is what the
1: fuck is this? <laughs> I'm
0: like, it's of its time, please.
1: <laughs> I
0: still love this fucking film.
1: <laughs> Validate the things I liked when they were out. That's. <laughs> I mean, that is the honestly comedy is the one that I just don't recommend comedy to people anymore.
0: Yeah. The number of times
1: I've liked. I've suggested, like, a oh, I love... This sitcom's really good from the 90s. And then, like, five hours later, we'll remember a scene where I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, how do I take back a... <laughs> how do I take things back <laughs> before they get to episode four and that thing's in it? I um, mean, I'm I'm a yeah. big
0: fan of uh, MASH, which mm, has mostly aged well, but it's one of those shows you've really got to stick with because it is building to yeah. something.
1: Because it starts there off. There are shows like... that have the heart in the right place, and those are oh, age yeah. well. It's it absolutely, a, it's, does. it's the meaner stuff that hasn't, because the targets of the meanness. Yeah, we've we've moved on as a society since then. Yeah, Mash. Yeah, if you ever want a good show to watch, Mash. Just be aware that the first
0: series and a bit is a bit, uh, and um, women aren't people. And if you uh, <laughs> can deal with those two facts,
1: <laughs> that's the most YouTuber you've sounded this entire podcast. <laughs> now, if they tend to come out, sort of all right, like it, it's yeah
0: because the characters realise they're sexist pieces of work but it just it takes time like the the book yeah. and the film it's based on are not rewatchable or rereadable like oh, they no. are done but the TV show is, is because it is such an anti-war TV show it really holds up um, mm. as being uh, right with Hawkeye Pierce as arguably one of the finest characters in all of fiction um, and it's brutal like it really doesn't hold back And it kind of, it gave us a load of things that we, there's like an episode, like in first person, which I just love because it's like in Hmm. the fucking 60s and 70s, the show came out, 70s, 80s, I can't remember. It was on for 11 fucking seasons. It lasted
1: longer than the war it was about. So what you're saying is you like (laughs) an episode with a fun gimmick.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: I like that. That's interesting. But
0: it wasn't a fun gimmick. That's the thing, right? It's not a fun yeah. gimmick, it's actually quite a harrowing gimmick because it shows you the first-person perspective of somebody going Black. through a An mobile arm surgical They use hospital. a
1: gimmick, but they use it in order to say something greater about the characters or themes of the show. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting.
0: That's, all, yeah that's all
1: of Strange 2 was. That's what it funny. does.
0: Oh, actually, shit, on that point, something <laughs> I didn't mention, Nurse mm. Chapel, who plays Nurse Chapel in original series? And then, further question, what character do
1: they play in Next Generation? Uh, it's Majel Barrett, and this is a trick question. She plays, like, seven characters in the x yeah. But mostly... In the computer. L'Oxana the computer Troy. and the L'Oxana Troy, yeah. That's the yeah. two that are absolutely wonderful. Because, yeah, yeah that's... Uh... Don't try and fucking get no, me just
0: with to see. entry-level just nerd just questions. Just wanted to see if you're don't paying
1: attention. Come.
0: All right, who... What's the name of the actress who plays Nurse Chapel in Strange New Worlds?
1: This I don't know, because I've not Googled her. Um, <laughs> as you
0: have.
1: I'm <laughs> um, um, Googled her. I read the names at the end of the fucking show, mate. Oh, you show the respect necessary. I respect that. Do you know credits?
0: But how do you know who's best boy?
1: I only, I only watch credits if there's a... Chance that you'll of be mentioned. Scene. If there's a chance chance to... that I'll be mentioned. <laughs> I don't get mentioned in credits. I don't get mentioned in credits. I've never been in a movie credit.
0: No, your name comes up the fucking front of all your games, doesn't it? All biff, all this but that for Disney.
1: <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> The her name's is, is name
0: Jess Bush By the way Which is the of most Australian name I have ever heard in my entire life Of
1: course she's Australian Of course she's Australian
0: I have never considered the fact she is Australian Until that moment But her name is really Australian Wait she might be Australian
1: Oh, just... she's, you don't know if she is Australian. No, but her Australian. name is Jess
0: Bush. Like, if I had to make up an Australian woman, I'd be like, is
1: <laughs> Jess Bush too on the nose? That's a, that's a street in Neighbours, isn't it? Don't they some of them live on Jess Bush.
0: It would be cool having, like, a, a male character called, like, Kyle Barbecue. Like, it, it's just... Kyle <laughs> Barbecue. I'm looking it up. Okay. <laughs> uh Uh. Jess Bush, an Australian actress, model, and visual artist. Oh, oh,
1: she's an artist as well. Cool.
0: A visual artist. Um, What does that mean? Not a musician. That's true. Wait, she competed in the seventh season of America's Next Top Model?
1: (laughs) And she's been in Home and Away.
0: Okay, there
1: we go. (laughs) Just had to check that. I mean that. In, in fairness, that is every Australian or British actor has EastEnders, Neighbours, or Home and Away on their uh, on their credits list. Yeah. If you've not been in four different episodes of the Bill, are you even a British actor? Uh, yeah. I have.
0: A, I had. I went to school with somebody who'd been on the Bill. That's oh, <laughs> so how many people. It just was like he'd been in the Bill, and that was like his claim to fucking fame. And I shit you not, mm. for people's birthdays, you got a signed headshot of him.
1: No, yeah. for for all of the reasonable piss taking you give me, that is a level of ego I dream of. <laughs> I, I'm aware, I'm aware that I'm a bit of a dick, but that is that's a, I can't remember his name, which is a shame. Oh, I, I just remember that. <laughs> go and out, go and find the headshot. shop; it'll be on there. I never got on! I never got one. Oh, on. you I'm F-
0: No, I'm not good enough, friend. No, I do
1: friends. Never, I mean, oh. friends. I just. Everyone's like, oh, you're too mean,
0: you insult us all the time. Uh, why are you making us watch shit TV? I
1: mean, first of all, stop doing those voices. That would be my first tip to making more friends. That's where the It's
0: good.
1: Good. Wholesome, wholesome content we're making here. I like it. I like to be wholesome.
0: You know? What's, I... What's a... Go on. I... Yeah, no, sorry. That... <laughs> Honestly, for you, that's the end of a sentence, isn't it? and uh, no one smoked the for you just said, Aye! And, oh, I and Well, so you're like, that's better. Carry on.
1: <laughs> Sorry, The way you push me away, I express friendship and you're immediately <laughs> you're like, oh this is this is getting too cozy. What do you mean? <laughs> um no, I was just going to say, I'm going to do the thing that I always do after we record this, where I immediately go and watch the next Mission Impossible film because it's it's psyching me up to watch more Mission Impossible. Uh, see, I wait until literally the last possible moment to actually have a you chance do. of remembering it. You do. I genuinely, I was like, you, you texted me earlier with the opening title. and I, the, the, This is the thing about Ghost Protocol, and this is why I think it is the, the best of these movies, is the second you sent me that text, I was like, I could watch that movie right now. <laughs> and I watch, as I started watching it, it's like... I watched the first like half of Ghost Protocol just because you texted me like the opening titles. I was like, "Yeah, I can go for a bit of Ghost Protocol." It's just good, good, good film. It's just a good, good film. film. It's a good film, isn't it? It's one of those ones that you're scrolling through and you see it playing on a TV channel. You just say that. Just I've never done that, awesome. but okay. No. I've never watched a film on TV. They have adverts. What's the point? <laughs> I hate right. adverts. My brain. I'm about the old days when I used to do that. I don't do that now, but I used to. Or when I you're in like a hotel or something, and you're like. I wish, like three no, episodes of Quantum. If you're in a hotel, hotel a you ago. put on challenge, right? That's the rule. Because <laughs>
0: otherwise you're not gonna watch Bullseye, right? And how are you gonna know? <laughs> There's a bit. right? I did a I did a vlog hmm. when I was doing the book tour. Um, oh many years ago now. And I did a bit where I I cause I always talk about how catchphrase everyone catchphrases an idiot, right? They just get the stupidest people and they can't do anything. And it's okay. it, it's it's it, it, I literally, right? I did not set this up. Right? It was just a live episode of <laughs> TV. And I kind of filmed it. And I'm like, oh, they're always idiots on this. And it's like a drop going in the ocean, right? Yeah. A, a drop. The ocean. A drop into the ocean. And it labeled like fucking drop an ocean, probably, right? And it's just that. And Same the guy Same yeah, what you the see. guy got, got Wee! is it ocean drop. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh yeah. <laughs> I mean to be fair, most of those shows do fall apart if you have someone smart on them. No. Just only Connect is best people show. People. You put you make a smart show and
0: put smart people on it. Only Connect. Only connect. Only only connect. I'm trying to convince as many people as possible so I can I'm not, join as many I'm not, teams. I'm
1: not smart enough. I'm not smart enough.
0: I'm definitely not. I That's why I want to get people who are smarter than me. <laughs> I get like 10 points an episode and I just I'm
1: like I need someone to bulk that up a little bit because I ain't going to get me anywhere. I reckon I could do and this is the problem is I'm not a celebrity. If I was a celebrity I reckon because when you watch the celebrity versions of those shows the questions are easier. I think I could do the celebrity version. So I need to become oh, more famous no. so I can go and do the celebrity no, like, version. Have you seen Celebrity Holy Connect? There's like a sport league. Well, I was thinking of the Universality Challenge, which is like that, but I'm not, no, I'll go on. It's only connects, it's, it's it's, connect. they, they're not nice on the celebrities. No, it was, oh, it's the
0: guy, he wrote Jews Don't Count. Uh, David oh, uh, Baddiel.
1: David deal David Badil, yeah. David Badil, yeah.
0: David
1: Badil, yeah. David yeah. Oh, lovely. He's great. He's a
0: really yeah, good bloke. Yeah, no, no problems there. Uh, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's on it. He's just like, he has clearly expected the same thing. And he's, lot, he's not given it. He is not given the easier time.
1: I would watch yeah. David Badil squirming quite happily. I would enjoy watching that. It's a that. good fun. It's a good it's a great yeah. show. Fuck, it's a great show. I love Only Connect. We
0: should do an Only Connect stream every every Monday. <laughs> uh, let's not do that. Um, uh, fuck it. That feels like everything.
1: That's the end point, I think. Yeah. That's well, we, the We're, we're the about today? to hit the two hour mark, I think. August. No, one, one hour thirty seven minutes. Request.
0: That's the date. Oh, oh, I'm okay. just working out when
1: commercial it's... breaks. Though we got to put in all the all the, uh, all the adverts. Yeah, yeah. Don't this. do that. Um, <laughs> can't be fucking that, mate. Do
0: to well, we get well, paid
1: for this? No, it just feels I, like I would be I would be offended if someone tried to pay us for this.
0: Yeah, this is why we don't have any sponsorships. And yeah. that reminds me, the today's video is sponsored by Doctor Who Magazine. It's just the first thing I saw on my desk. <laughs> <I didn't...
1: laughs> We should get a sponsor. Who would sponsor this podcast? Who do you think? Who should we get? I think people. I think. I think there's certain people who'd pay for it to not happen. Well, yeah, that's kind of what my patron
0: is really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, yeah, you're right. There's. uh, I I I can't start honestly. I I don't listen to podcasts because when they're like, oh, now we're gonna pretend we're gonna have a fake conversation about this fucking. Drink that we don't really drink That's really good And I'm like uh, And then they play the same one in every episode I'm like Put the fucking effort in at least Come on But we don't We don't do that Because I don't want to Break the flow of irrelevance I think this should be (laughs) Just bullshit Just endless bullshit Keith's manure supplies That's who I do Just some guy called Keith Who sells shit It's his own shit as well He has a serious (laughs) digestive problem to make it in the quantities that he has, but good old Keith's manure your roses will never smell worse. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> www.keithsmellymanurepileofhatred.co.uk dot keiths your pile of hatred dot co dot uk forward slash. This isn't a real URL. Dot <laughs> com. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>